so my wife and I drove past like a restaurant. I was like, oh, remember when we went there? That was good. I was like, yeah, that was. Remember when we could just like sit in the house and be like, let's go to a restaurant now. <laughs> and we would just do it. I was like, we can't do that for 20 years. Because I've apologized to all my friends who do have kids. Like, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. man. I should have. And now my friends who don't have kids, they'll, <laughs> well, they'll like last minute, they'll be like, yeah, I'm going to bail. I'm like, I, I get one of these a month. I know. I've planned it. I put in I put in effort here to let my wife let me do it and we've got a babysitter. Hey everybody and welcome to the show whether you are watching on YouTube or you're listening on your favorite audio platform. Today we have the very funny comedian Trey Kennedy who's learning all about fatherhood as he is a new dad. Now I've been a huge fan of Trey's for a really long time. I had him on my old podcast which by the way is gone. So make sure you've subscribed to this show, The Paula Ferris Show. But my husband and I recently had a chance to go see Trey on tour. He has a hilarious tour. It's called The Grow Up Tour. It's where I got this sweatshirt, if you are watching, that says, Do Less, God Bless. But Trey gets really real about what it's like to marry your opposite, about the stage fright that he still feels to this day. And as always, he is answering your viewer questions. So without further ado, here is Trey Kennedy on fatherhood, comedy, and how to find your thing. Trey Kennedy. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for having me back. Good to be here. Oh my gosh. We were just joking uh, before the conversation actually started that I think you and I both had these last these plants, these same plants behind us last time. Yeah. Oh, you got to have the fake. I don't know what. It's just, is this even like resemble real. a real plant? Yours it's, is real? It's, it's real. No, don't tell oh, anybody. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's just like, spike. it was like my hair in like elementary it, school. It gives it life. And by the way, the red wall behind you and for those watching, pops. it really pops. Thank you. It pops a lot. Um, Thank you. It's a weird thing to ask like a, a painter to be like, would you paint this one wall red? Just and one. Like what's happening in this room? Like, don't worry about it. <laughs> Just for me to know and mm-hmm. you to find out. Okay, Trey, since we last spoke, uh, hello, breaking news. You have become a dad, which is incredible. A thank you. Scary, a yeah, scary, six months amazing. old. Thank you. Thank you. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's all, it's, you can't possibly prepare for it. I way underestimated it and I'm still getting used to it. I mean, I uh-huh. just, it's, it's a lot of fun, but it's wild. It's, is he mowing the lawn yet or no? Not quite. I mean, he's, I j- just yesterday, we we drove past, my wife and I drove past like a restaurant. I was like, oh, remember when we went there? That was good. I was like, yeah, that was, remember when we could just like sit in the house and be like, let's go to a restaurant now. <laughs> and we would just do it. I was like, we can't do that for 20 years. The first we could time. plan like a month Aaron, in advance. You're like, I had so it, much free time. I'm still know. adjusting to it. Yeah. And now it's uh-huh. great when. Because I've apologized to all my friends who do have kids. Like, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. man. I should have. And now my friends who don't have kids, they'll, <laughs> well, they'll like last minute, they'll be like, yeah, I'm going to bail. I'm like, I, I get one of these a month. I know. I've planned it. it. I put in, I put in effort here to let my wife let me do it. And we've got a babysitter. <laughs> yeah. I've got a, we've got a babysitter tonight. You so I, it's just, it's amazing when you, you know, we're just getting into the babysitter world because okay. especially first time kid, my wife, she's very, you know, it's a little nerve wracking, but yes. So wild night ahead. First I mean. time with the babysitter. Are you guys doing anything fun? You'll probably be back by eight thirty. And and by the way, I'm going to predict what happens over dinner. You're yes. only going to talk about Thomas. You're going to go by. We've it. already we had our first like parents night out a bit ago, and like my parents watched. So not like a full. This is our 
our second time, like a full babysitter that's not related to us. My parents okay. watched him and we went out with a few other parents and we, we all like, let's get out of our system. Everyone bring up their baby cam. Yes. Look how cute <laughs> they're sleeping. It was and I, for the first time. I felt like such a parent. I was like, from this point forward, we do not talk about the babies. Stop <laughs> bringing them up. So yeah, it's all it's cracked up to be. It's great. It it really is. I my husband and I are so excited to come see your show in Greenville, South Carolina, in a little bit. And I'm I'm sure you've probably woven in some parenthood to your new comedic routine. Oh sure, yeah. I mean, yeah, my so funny. Thanks. I'm excited. the The show's been a lot of fun. It's been good to, you know, because a lot of my fan base is obviously parents, and a lot of them are are new parents like me and or expecting so. Yeah, I'm definitely working out some of that experience on stage. Tell it's me fun. how. Okay, so I know that parenthood has definitely hampered your uh, nightlife, but how has parenthood? <laughs> how has being a dad just completely changed your life, Trey? You know, besides all the funny, like it's made it so hard, and and you know, we're it's constantly trying to figure this and that out, especially as the first time parents. It's I described it as made life richer in every way. Like I'm my buddies get to hold my son. I get to watch them interact with them. And I witness my parents be grandparents and my wife be a mom. And it just, mm. it adds a new element to all the relationships in your life for all the hard times. And the moments where I'm like, I'm like, man, how many years till he goes off to school? Cause it's just a lot. Yeah. Um, Cause I could use it some time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, there's those moments and, yeah, it just makes life richer and and, and just humbling too. Because I was mm-hmm. I was a dude who felt like you know I I can I'm doing this I'm touring I'm building a career like parent like people have kids like people are so dramatic it is the hardest thing I've I do it's mm-hmm. harder than mm-hmm. everything else and it, it's just it's one of a kind experience but very grateful for it. Um, I was reading not long ago that millennial dads are so much more involved than their dads were. How involved are you? Like, how many diapers have you changed? Because it's just a totally different generation. And I love to see it, by the way. I know I, it is. And sometimes when in the moments where I'm really in it and helping, I was like, man, some of this, some of this feminism is getting a little annoying. You know, <laughs> I mean, come on. Can't you do it? Now I've got to do it. Um, <laughs> but it's we we really were a team. And the, the first few weeks were really special in that, you know, every every parent of a newborn knows it's a total blur it's wild you're up all night and we were just like we had our thing to, i was diaper guy for the first few weeks she didn't change the diaper for like the first month Aww. basically long story short we had to bottle feed them for the first month so it was like pump store reheat oh so it was like this wild mm-hmm. thing that we we got figured out and he's feeding like a champ yeah i was very involved i still i'm very lucky to you know i got to go on the road and be away for shows, which is gets harder every time. But when I'm home, I'm full control of my schedule. I'm, I, I'm learning now that I, I do need to make more effort to go into the studio and stuff. Cause you sit at home and I just hang out with my wife and kid, not getting work done. So yeah. balancing all that, but yeah, much more involved. I'm, I remember joking. It was, I don't know if it was one of our dads or like uncles or something. They're like, he never changed a single diaper for any yeah, of the kids. I know, I know. Like that was very normal. And I was like, you know, the, your initial reaction is like, wow, that's crazy. But also like, that, good for them. I, I, I don't get to do this. You're like, I, my wife would kill me. If yeah. I if I came on this podcast right now, it's like, I haven't changed a single diaper. Like, my, I would get canceled immediately. Like, yes. the guy's a scumbag. So it is I've, it is fun to be more involved and, and really wanting to be. And how that is the new trend. Millennials yeah. are expected to to share the, the, the duties a lot more, which um, 
I think it's good. What's the most challenging baby product to figure out? Because putting baby products together or trying to figure out, you know, how to assemble a crib or, you know, snapping in the car seat into the stroller or unpacking a stroller. Like nothing makes you feel more incompetent than the equipment. Yeah, I'd say the equipment more than the baby has caused rifts in our marriage where she's like, you didn't strap them in right. I'm like, I've strapped them in. It's fine. She's like, the car seat's a little loose. Like, you do it then. It's fine. I mean, the equipment. And we've uh-huh. had, we again, you you learn just like a marriage, like who's who's doing the laundry? Who's do, who's mowing the lawn? You figure uh-huh. out. Yep. Uh, we've She's the uh, pack and play packer because I've had okay. a few too many uh, hissy fits with like, mm-hmm. I can't get it in the back. I'm going to break this thing. Oh, the pack and play and the, the, oh, I forget the pot, the, the tent, mobile? The, the mobile, mobile pack and play, or the not the, tent, the tent, the, the blackout the tent thing. Tent. That's li- <laughs> literally, you talk about a camping tent, how a, a nightmare to set up. It's the yeah. same thing. I mean, I know. I've almost so put funny. one of those rods through a sheetrock. I mean, <laughs> that is brutal. Oh, I, don't that. I don't miss it. By I the know. way, um, your wife is tiny. Katie, and you had a nine pound, six ounce child. Are you trying yeah. to harm her? Did your research? What? I don't know what's going on. I was like a 10 pound baby. So I don't, they say it's like, I don't know why. You know, I'm not that big of a guy now, but um, it just shows it's like you can't really know. He was measuring like average weight, I guess, was our yeah. ex- expectation. The doctor's like, he's looking right. You're right, 50th percentile. And he came out. And they're kind of like, he looks pretty big. And they weighed him. And the whole room, like, just jaws dropped. It was just like, ah. What were you like in the delivery room? I like, she gave me credit. Like, think I was calm and collected. Yeah, that's an overwhelming experience. I joke with her, too. Because, you know, we want to have more than one child, God willing. And I was just like, man, we got to do all that again. Like, uh-huh. that is, like, oh, I'm wait. complaining. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's wild. I mean, it was just me just kind of doing my best to make her feel comfortable. as She's, mm-hmm. like, sweet. Like you said, s- small, soft-spoken Katie, my wife, is like ah! screaming her head off for hours. Oh how, do you insane. Guys, how do you guys make it work? She's a biomedical engineer. And I'm not saying you're not a brainiac and smart. You're you're brilliant <laughs> in your own way. You guys could not be more different, the two of you. Like, how do you make a relationship work when you when the two of you are kind of opposites? Yeah, we are opposites in a lot of ways, which, you know. I think it plays well off each other. And, you know, I, I'm a unique personality. I think, you know, I, I joke with all the time. We'll like leave just social settings. It's like, how was I doing too much? You know, she'll sometimes she'll have to hold my arm and be like, it's you're not on stage right now. It's just, it's not a performance. I've, my mother is like, you, you guys would be great friends. She's very, you know, she's very mom vibes and she really wanted to be you know, very, you gotta get married, you have kids. Uh-huh, and she, uh-huh. I think she was very concerned. Like who's going to sign up? to be with it. like he's it's just a lot and especially uh, you were a 10 pound kid i'm sure yeah be like, i mean that adds to it forget that no. this big all the way and uh she's just so weirdly patient like i'll I'll be like i'll even know i'm being obnoxious it's like that you're fine she's like yeah it's whatever so we balance each other out she i joke too that she makes me so much like more patient and kinder mm-hmm. and i make her like meaner which she needs, you know, she's the type that like, you gotta tough someone, her up. yeah, someone could like mm-hmm. just walk up and slash her tires and she'd be like, um, I would, would you please not do that? You know, she's just so nice. It's crazy to me. Um, oh, my word. 
But we do balance each other out, I think. We make each other better. Oh, that's so awesome. You guys have been married a couple of years now. Now you got your first kid. Um, I want to ask you, Trey, going back into the Wayback Machine, or actually maybe not the Wayback Machine. So um, you went to school for like finance and business and got a degree in that. What was, but now look at your trajectory, you know, as a comedian and, and a YouTuber and all of this. How, like, what was your big break? When you, when you look back at your life, um, what did that break look like? Was it hard work, hustle? Was it right place, right time? Tell us a little bit about the big break. I could point to uh, quite a few. You, yeah, you say I went to school for finance business. I mean, that's kind of a stretch. I was that 18 year old who was like, how when you expect me to know what I'm about to do? Yeah. For a career, mm-hmm. how am I possibly supposed to know that? Which now I make, I'm always doing new things. So I think that uh-huh. makes sense with as I discover more about my personality and stuff. But so I just kind of got the degree because it was good to have. Mm-hmm. I think back to like the very, very first break. You know, I've, I've been so lucky to have so many good opportunities, right place, right time, or, or good people surrounding me. But I grew up total sports jock, like sports, you know. This this what theater going up run around acting that's that's not what dudes do you know that type of upbringing you know uh-huh. southern man you gotta be a man's man mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but you know still in my free time I was like instead of building things or playing with tools I was like writing funny stories in like a notebook or like drawing comics so mm-hmm. um, so I was it was in there and wanting to come out. But I, uh, I, I think I got to college and I made friends with some some of those more like artistic guys. Like mm-hmm. they were more, uh, you know, they liked songwriting and they, you know, and that was so different than my family or the friends I had in my hometown. Yeah. And they helped encourage me in that regard. And I kind of they would catch me singing in the dorm room we were all in, or like in the and they're like a couple of them with musical talent. They're like, dude, you can sing. And I was like, no, 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 no I don't. I don't sing or doing that. Long story short, I got pushed. I was so had so much stage fright. I got pushed to uh, get on stage and sing for the first time. What did you say? And the uh, it was a little like cough, like on the lawn of a fraternity little <laughs> Friday night concert, you know that they do in the college campus. Uh-huh. And I sang three songs with two of my good friends play accompanying me. It was uh, "Rolling in the Deep." That when that was oh, big, Adele, right. come on. And then yes. apologize, One Republic. That was a hit song. It's too late to apologize. Oh yeah, that's such a smooth song, isn't it? Mm-hmm. By and the way, then some. Go ahead. What was the last one? Go ahead. Summer Love by Justin Timberlake, which was like a lot. I don't know if you like okay. riding in the drop top with my top down on your twitching late. It was a little much, <laughs> but the reaction was like the crowd was like just so they're like, oh my gosh, you can sing, and that was. I remember going to bed that night like. What? what I mean, my whole existence, you, you I felt it. like, it, yeah, you, I mean, of course I loved it, but it was just a combination of like getting, I guess, discovering this talent, also discovering mm-hmm. maybe this whole other side of me. Like, am I, yeah. do I like this? Am I, mm-hmm. I thought I was sports guy. Am I now like a, am I a thespian? You am tell I me. Theater guy? My brain went, is, is my, not my life, but like, mm-hmm. is my college experience going to be different than I thought? And yeah. that really did spurn on an entire um, desire to to create things and to perform and to make videos, which went yeah. viral. And, and here we are. This is my nine-year-old, by the way. Speaking What's of, up? He, he can't hear. Landon, come here for a second. You can't hear him. Yeah, I can. You can hear him right now? No, I can hear Supersonic hearing. What's up, he Landon? To ask you something. Come over here into the microphone. Oh, let's see it. Come on. 
Stand up. This is my youngest. He is sick today. He looks he looks really sick. So you have to speak into the microphone. Landon. What's up? Mr. Trey. Hi. What's up, man? He he wants to ask you a question. Okay, I'm all ears. What's the best part about being a YouTuber? Oh, do you want to be a YouTuber? Basketball player. Trey, everyone either wants to be a basketball player or a YouTuber. You could do both. That's what they're doing. I want to be a basketball player. You you play ball what what position you play? He's nine. I don't know, point guard. Yeah, point guard. Hey, what you you just what you you more of a what do you shoot? You shoot the threes, you drive in. Yeah, you'd like to drive in there. I'd like that. Um, Yeah, basketball coach. Best oh, that's fun. My dad coached all my teams. That's the best. I can't wait to coach my kids' teams. The best part of being a YouTuber is um, the best part is is what I thought was I was just goofing off, making people laugh in real life, and now I get to do it for a living. So I feel very lucky. Um, you know, some YouTubers make all sorts of content, but I make the comedic content. So I feel very blessed. I can, uh, you know, even if it's just a few people, I can make them laugh or smile, and that's. Uh, that's a rewarding part for me. Say thank you. Thank you. And now you can thank go, you, man. Now you can go be sick in the other room because you're. He looks terribly sick, doesn't he? He's <laughs> sick from school. Well, he <laughs> They're nice. Th- that Sell was it, for yeah. dramatic effect, right? I like that. Just he make sure we know, like, Mom. I want you to because I've got a couple of questions, viewer questions at the end for you. We'll ask too. Thank you, Great. honey. I love you, Landon. See you, dude. Um, <clears throat> okay, so this big break was kind of like realizing in college that oh my gosh, I have this talent. And I'm like, I'm good at it. And I kind of come alive on the stage. So what does that do at that moment? Because you're still going to school for finance, right? Mm. By the way, I, I just can't, brain doesn't compute you in finance and business. Oh, I mean, it. Uh, I mean, I didn't, I don't, I couldn't hardly tell you anything about finance right now. So it's, <laughs> it doesn't really matter. So you're I, not the family's financial advisor is what you're No, saying. no, no, no. <laughs> I, uh, you know, it's nice to have a basic understanding of all that stuff, you know, but, um, it's definitely not my strength when I look back on it. I, I don't know if that was the right major for me. But like with any person who discovers like a talent like that, of, of course, your initial is like unrealistic. And people are stopping you like, if, if you try to for American Idol, you could win. Like you, you're going to be really, you're going to be a superstar. And you start being like, oh, am, I, am I the next John Legend? I think so. So then there's like this roller coaster of, as I enjoyed it and kind of pursued it just locally. Um, we'd have successes and and have some like reality checks of, you know, we'd put out like an original song on iTunes and we're like, man, this might hit the charts. And it's like 75 downloads. You're like, okay, well, that was and good. Your mom was 30 of them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Her and her uh, BSF group bought yes, half of them. Bible study friends. So. so there's a lot of learning in that. And then I went viral online, which just adds to it. Cause then you get, you know, anyone who's had any kind of success like that, as, as you have too, you get an email with some guys like, yeah, man, I mean, I, my cousin used to be the assistant to the guitar player for Rolling Stones. So like, I could pretty much get you a record deal. And you're like, I believe you. And <laughs> stuff like that happens where you have to, you learn real quick that a lot of it's talk and nothing's, nothing happens till it happens. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, it was exciting. And, and definitely what I found myself really passionate about and focusing on schoolwork was an afterthought i was just hooked on trying to both create musical content but then i discovered the comedic content started to work a little better because i was a lot of singing musical content early on that was going viral and then 
I, I felt myself relating more and, and feeling like more of my natural passion and instinct was more comedic. So started running with that more. And by the end of college, I was kind of like applying for jobs and looking at, do I pursue this? So and now like comedy is your lane, but you've woven in all of those other aspects, especially <laughs> music, which is hilarious, by the way, and gives you such an edge. When did the comedic thing, like what was the break there? Um, you said you got a, co- a job after college, which I can't imagine lasted very long. Like are you get like a nine to five, right? I had one internship experience, um, nine to five. And I, I just, I'll never forget like get day one, getting the tour of the place. And it was, I believe in nine to fives. I think people should do them. And like, I, I get cringe so much when people are like, I'm just not meant for a desk job. Cause most of those people like just don't want a job at all. But when I looked at the cubicle and like, you're going to sit there all day. And I was just, I felt my skin crawls. Like there's just no way I could sit. Like even today, I, I, I just, I'm never sitting like, you know, I just, energetic guy and i i need to be doing something different than sitting there like on a spreadsheet me personally mm-hmm. and so that i did that one summer and that was a good learning experience of like man i gotta i gotta do something else and applied for jobs for more of like a marketing creative role because mm-hmm. i i was like okay which was hard to do with a finance degree and i got i was trying to show people like i've i figured out how to get millions of views on social media i can help you with this thing called social media and it was so it was 10 years ago. People were behind the times. They're like, what do you, we don't care about vine or Twitter. Yeah. And I couldn't get a job. And so I got kind of mad. I was like, forget this. I'm just going to make videos. So I got an apartment and made videos on my phone all day. And thank God it worked out. Yeah. And your parents are like, we paid for that education. And <laughs> yeah. you're sitting in your apartment making videos. Exactly. Like, Trust me. It's going to work out. Mm-hmm. Oh, my word. Was there like one particular video and you said, you know, you had a, a vine, you had some that went viral. Was there one that just kind of like set you on, on your way? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You Sorry, I missed your question with all that. The comedy kind of came out with because I was always a funny guy, but yeah, I was shy. I had stage fright. And so music I got pushed into. So now I was comfortable singing. So I'd kind of start singing or posting that. And it took me a while to get comfortable. Like, I want to see if I can make people laugh. And I finally worked up the courage to post some more just funny bits that I thought all my friend only my friends would see. And I I got a ten or twenty thousand followers from musical videos and then the a comedic video, which was uh remember the what let me see what what when all that was big, it was like me whopping. I was like making cleaning fun or something. I was just like cleaning the kitchen counter while I whopped. I don't know. Very, very 2013. It got like mm-hmm. 50 million views. I mean, something. Crazy. And I woke up to a 200,000 followers like that. That was what I mean by, you know, I would throw in the singing stuff, which kind of worked, but those more comedic mm-hmm. creative bits is what skyrocketed me to millions of followers and kind of made me think, okay, yeah. may, I think maybe I'm better at this. How did you like, okay, so you loved it, but you were still scared of it. Like you said, you still had stage fright. And that's it. that's mm-hmm. the weird thing to kind of like uh, reconcile is like, I can love something and be good at it, but it still kind of scares me. How'd you get past that? I mean, I'm still not fully past it. I mean, you do, you do it enough where. Um, Are you scared, Trey? I'm scared. I'm so scared. scared. Yes. Scared. Everyone about close your eyes. It still happens sometimes, but it, it definitely gets better. And there's a lot of shows where I not. I'm not nervous at all. I go out there and have fun, but uh, mm-hmm. it's still in me. And I, I don't know what kind of crazy things happen in my brain where like I'm terrified of it, but also 
want to do it or mm-hmm. I don't want to do it, but I feel like I need to. And I think that ultimately helps me too. Of like, I'm so fearful of it. Mm-hmm. and so uncomfortable with it. It makes me prepare a lot and it makes me really want to up the quality so I can feel more comfortable. And yep, yep. Mm-hmm. so that drives you and it helps you, but it, yeah, there's yeah. times where, especially early on as I don't know how I was doing it or what was driving me, but I was truly my worst fear. And it was some of the scariest moments of my life, but, um, did it, did it. You pushed through that fear. And I think like they say, do it scared, but if you're not, it, especially in the performance fields, if you're not a little bit nervous, like I think there's something wrong with you because oh yeah, you should feel the nerves and then you channel that. So Trey, what kind of advice? Cause you know, I think of you as wisdom, sage advice, all of that. What kind of advice do you give to somebody who's looking for their big break, who's looking for that moment, looking to take that next step? Like I was just talking about, I don't know what it was in me, but I'm so glad I, even though I was terrified, I didn't want to do it. I did it. So um, I, I think I'm here because time and time again, I've just risked it and got out of my comfort zone. And uh, that's really the only advice I have. I don't know. I think that's I've very, gotten good. very lucky and gotten fortunate, the right people, right places, right time. But that only happened because even when not, everything in me was screaming, don't do it. I was like, I got to do it. So I got to, I've got to, but you took the step. That's the mm-hmm. great advice. You're a risk taker. You had to go for it. And you didn't want to live with that regret of not going for it. And I say, what's the best thing that can happen if you go for it? Okay. Are you ready for some viewer questions? Absolutely. Okay. And we'll keep these tight, real tight. Okay. Like kind of lightning round. Okay. Um, this one. Um, Hello. She's that nice way of being like, just come on, answer them quick. Just go, just go quick. Okay. Yeah. This gotcha. Is a journal, journalist in me. I'm like, Let's I love go, it. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, Chrissy D wants to know, are you ever serious? <laughs> yes. I think <laughs> you, if, if you've heard a lot of my interviews and stuff, I, I allude to being shy or stage right. So I'm a normal person. People ne- meet me very quickly in person. They're like, you're just kind of different. I'm like, I'm just talking to you normally. Now you want uh-huh. me to be like, how's yeah. it going? I, <laughs> So I, I do tend to be very goofy and funny and a lot of humor, but um, oh, I, I can I can be and do enjoy real, honest, truthful, like n- not funny conversations. Yes, the I can be serious. That we can talk about right. Yep. Like just just let's talk about it. Love Ray. it. Uh, Joel says one thing to tell your younger self. What would it be? Oh man, just you. You never know. Just I, I think I was. I had a lot of pressure to figure it out, or like you're going to be this, you're going to be that. Now I'm very okay with people say five. What, what's your plan here? I'm like I don't. Every couple of years something happens that surprises me because I just yep. try new things and and take risks and some fail, some work. So season just by that, season, chapter by chapter, you don't have to have it figured out. That's what nope, I say. You don't. Uh, Jennifer asks, and this is the last viewer question. Says, "What is your why behind your work? Why do you do what you do?" <laughs> I, man, I think the ultimate why is my faith. I'm a Christian and I was raised very lucky to have great parents and I was raised to work hard and, you know, do your best, have fun. You know, the class just have, do your best and have fun, but mm-hmm. simple, it's good. And what pushes me to work hard is because I believe I've been given great opportunities and positions and advantages and talents. So I don't want to just like, do that to make myself comfortable and retire in a few years. I think I'm called to to bust my butt and to work hard to provide for my family first, and then to provide um, value to as many people as I can if I have the opportunity to. That's awesome. um, so yeah, I'm very All lucky right. to to get to do that. 
Okay, so what are you working on? Last question, like where can people reach out to you, contact you, stay in touch with you, figure out what's going on? Yeah, um, Trey Kennedy's the name. TreyKennedy.com has got all the info. Uh, we're touring. We still have a lot of tour dates left all through the year. We're going to announce some more, the Grow Up Comedy Tour. So first and foremost, amazing. come see me in the city and then follow me. I'm on every social media, Trey Kennedy, to find me. I love it. I can't, my husband and I can't wait to come see you, Trey. And yeah, same. We love Greenville. We love it. We love some Greenville. Thanks for coming on the show, Trey. Big fan. And um, you're a good dad. You're a good oh, thanks. dad. How I'm trying. He's are. alive. <laughs> We're good. Got to lower the expectation. Mm -hmm. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks, Trey. If you have a free night, go see Trey Kennedy and his Grow Up Tour. My husband and I had the best time. Grab a partner, grab your spouse, grab your friends. Uh, check out his website to see where he is and when he is. But I promise you, your stomach will just hurt from laughing. It was a great night for my husband and I. And you can check out those dates on his website. And keep those reviews coming. Keep spreading the word. I can't do this without you. Again, we are building this show from the ground up. So if you can rate it, if you can review it, if you can subscribe to it, if you can share it with your friends, that is just awesome. And I'm so grateful to all of you. So next week, talking to a fan favorite of yours, Jesse Palmer. He's the host of The Bachelor. He's also a college football analyst, and he's about to become a dad for the very first time. I hope you check it out. That's next week on The Paula Ferris Show.